Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Romaldi, Leslie's executive producer, filling in for her today. Leslie is taping a television interview for Fox News Channel's Hannity. She's going to be debating him tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. So if you'd like to tune in, you're more than welcome to. We encourage that. And um, in the meantime, I'm holding down the fort, and uh, I have a great guest on from an organization that we've had on the show many times before that you guys know and love. It's uh, the National Resource Defense Council, the NRDC. And our guest today is Dr. David Wolinga, uh, a physician who is part of the NRDC's food and health team. Uh, He's going to be helping us basically go through the World Health Organization's report yesterday linking uh, red meats and processed meats to cancer. Um, David's roots go back to northwestern Iowa on both sides with farmers, physicians, and nurses in the mix. His work brings a public health perspective and a health professional voice to issues around food and farm policy, especially the overuse of human antibiotics in livestock. David, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Mark. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. And uh, I just wanted to, first of all, tell you that I thought you did a really excellent job in your article titled World Health Organization Links Red Meats to Cancer, Time to Eat Less and, and Eat Better. Um, and the reason I, I bring that up is there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of good articles out yesterday, but I think a lot of people had a lot of questions. Um, this is a big deal. This is a very big announcement. The biggest one I've heard in, in you know recent months or even the past year uh, coming out so strongly and making these recommendations. So before we go any further, and I do kind of want to go you know piece by piece you know with your article, um, you kind of start off with saying you know we already knew about the impacts of the environment um, from intensive water use to the enormous carbon footprint uh, as well as our nutritional health with having this love affair with meat that we have in America. But now we have more information that came out from the World Health Organization. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and break that down for us as you heard and saw it and read about it. Yeah, well, basically, uh, the World Health Organization has a panel of experts that come together and kind of plow through all the information available on on particular things that they're focusing on. And in this case, it was red meat and processed meat. And so, you know, they brought their experts together. They actually looked at more than 800 human studies plus information from animals and other kinds of studies. So this wasn't like a quick one-off decision. They really were very deliberate and plowed through a lot of material. And what they decided is that the information was so strong for processed meat, we're talking hot dogs here, bacon, other smoked and cured meats, the information was so strong that they said, we can conclude that uh, eating those things causes cancer, particularly cancer of the bowel, the, the colon and the rectum. And so that's a pretty strong thing. That's basically the same level of confidence that they would apply to something like tobacco or asbestos. And then they additionally went on and said, if you look at red meat, you know, beef, lamb, uh, pork, um, if you look at red meat, then they said there's enough evidence uh, to to, um, conclude that that probably causes cancer. And, again, they're focusing on cancer of the bowel. Now, when when they break that down, I think one thing that, definitely, you know, shows a lot of confidence is, like you said, the amount of studies that they did. And also, the other thing is when they compare it to tobacco, I think the important distinction is not to lessen the study, but they're not saying, based on what your article said, they're not saying that smoking a cigarette is the same as 
you know, eating a, a eating red meat as far as how dangerous it is or the quantity of it is, but the classification itself is the same. And I kind of want to have you distinguish that a little bit once we get back from break. We're going to we're going to have a quick break here and be right back with uh, Dr. David Wallinga, who, again, is a physician who is part of the NRDC's food and health team. And once we come back from the other side of break, we're actually going to get some recommendations as to what Dr. Wallinga thinks that you and your family should do based uh, on receiving this information, how you can change your diet. Does it mean that we should give up meat entirely or is there a way to continue eating some types of meat in some quantities and still, you know, be reasonably healthy and avoid these cancer risks? These are all questions that I'm going to ask, but as always, we'd love to hear your questions as well. So you're more than welcome to join us at 8886 Leslie. That's 8886537543. If you'd like to uh, find out more about the NRDC, you can visit nrdc.org and and feel free to follow our guest, Dr. Walinga, on Twitter. It's at food underscore doctor. So that's at food underscore dr. We'll be right back. Give us a shout, 888-653-7543. This is Mark Rimaldi in for Leslie Marshall. Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Leslie's executive producer, Mark Grimaldi, filling in for Leslie. You can see her this evening at 10 p.m. Eastern on Fox News Channel's Hannity. She is currently taping that interview, which is why I am filling in for her uh, today. If you'd like to uh, join us, you're welcome to give us a shout at 888-653-7543. We're actually going to bring a caller on in just a minute. But before then, I wanted to get back to Dr. Wallinga and let him respond to my question uh, going into the break, which essentially was they're saying the World Health Organization is saying that the confidence they have that it's linked to cancer uh, with these processed meats is as strong as the confidence they have that smoking is linked to cancer, but does that mean that they were are equally dangerous, Doctor Walenga? No, it doesn't mean they're equally dangerous. Um, so uh, obviously, uh, eating red meat, eating processed meats, are not as dangerous as cancer or radon or uh, or or I'm sorry, smoking or radon or asbestos, for example. But, but on the other hand, the, the other take home from the WHO announcement is that it's, it's also uh, not nothing. You know, there is a risk here. In fact, they quantify that risk to some extent. So if you eat, for example, two strips of bacon a day, that's about 50 grams every day, then you're raising your risk of cancer of the colon by about 18%. And, uh, so that, that's a big that is a big risk. I mean, that's another example was I think it was like two pieces of ham or something like that, which, you know, again, processed meats. And I'll, I'll be completely honest. I that's a cold cut I buy a lot and I'm going to definitely be changing that. Uh, I'm my wife and I already have before this report had started to reduce the amount of red meat that we buy because of the information available, but also because um, of the cost. You know, meat is more expensive than vegetables uh, and other types of, you know, high-fiber foods. Um, but the other the other reason is environmental reasons uh, that you brought up. But I think the main thing that people take away from this is the risk that, you know, of increased cancer. When they hear the word cancer, 
it, it really, I think, sticks in people's minds, especially if they've had their family. You know, cancer has touched so many different people's families. You know, I lost my mom to cancer when I was younger, and my father is a prostate cancer survivor. And prostate cancer is actually linked on here um, with one of the risks of uh, eating, you know, these processed meats and this red meat. So I guess the next question that many people want to know is, what should we do with this information, doctor? Well, I, I think there's kind of a real obvious thing, and then there's sort of some less obvious things that are still important. The real obvious thing is just reduce your meat consumption. Uh, the, what they found is it's more meat means more risk. Less meat means less risk. So reducing your consumption, however much you do, that's going to be a help. There are various ways to do that. It doesn't have to be an all-or-nothing uh, 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 step that you take, you know, you can reduce and try and eat uh, eat a, a day without meat once a week, for example. That right there is going to reduce your total consumption by almost 15%. Uh, you can just try having smaller meat portions, uh, which, as you pointed out, it's going to save you money, too. And so what we tell people is, hey, eat less meat, but eat better meat. So maybe you get a higher grade of meat, but just eat less of it. So then you get a tastier uh, meat portion as well as something, uh, an amount that's better for your body. The other way you can eat better is um, by meat raised without antibiotics, for example, or without human antibiotics. And so those are often meats that you buy um, that are certified organic. They might be meats you buy directly from the farmer. Um, just something to indicate that they're, They've been raised more in a more sustainable way with better conditions without antibiotics and hormones. Now, we have a caller who actually wants to speak on that last point, buying some of the meats that are raised uh, organic uh, or without antibiotics. And, you know, something that I think when Americans are in their supermarkets and looking at the prices of these things, sometimes cost of these meats, if you don't want to give up the meat, becomes a problem. So without taking away any of his point, we want to go to William in uh, New Mexico. William, thank you very much for calling. And um, we, you're on with Dr. Walenga and myself, Mark. Uh, why don't you go ahead with uh, the point you wanted to bring up? Yeah, well, yes, sir. Uh, they're too numerous to to uh, to uh, get into uh, briefly. But, uh, you know, and uh, I tried to eat healthy. I grew up on a dairy farm uh, before antibiotics and all that stuff, which, I mean, I remember injecting dairy cows. You know, they had to give them shots and all that stuff. And uh, But now, uh, I mean, in, in the cooking methods, I understand that if, if there's sulfites and whatnot in there, that if you're frying your food, which I quit doing, uh, uh, that uh, it releases more of the sulfites if they're in there. And also, uh, you know, I, I went to turkey bacon uh, when I was working for Whole Foods, and uh, now it's extremely hard to find. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it was good stuff. Uh, yeah, and uh, also, uh, you know, my uh, grandpa... Hold on, William. Is, I have a question about that. Is is Would turkey bacon be safer, uh, Dr. Willinga, or is that still considered a processed meat, or does it depend on the type that you buy? Because that's something that I think some people are going to want to know as far as alternatives to bacon based on this report. 
yes, indeed. And, and of course, it was. Uh, hold on, William. It, it I just was, wanted to hold on, Doctor Willinga. Would that be a, a safe alternative? Or? The, the way I'm reading the the WHO's analysis is they they you know they're limited by the studies they have to look at to analyze, and the studies are generally divided either in consumption of red meat. Uh, unprocessed, meaning raw and then cooked, or uh, processed meats. They, they acknowledge that most processed meats are going to be their beef or pork, but, you know, as the caller pointed out, there's more and more, there's things like turkey, bacon, or other, other kinds of meat products. So I think it spoke more about the processing than the kind of meat where the risk comes from. Would you, I mean, based on your expertise, you know, reading your background, is that something you would feel if someone asked you, you know, in your family, you know, say it was your, 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 one of your children or a relative, you know, David, is, is this a safe alternative to the bacon would be not eating it once a day, but when I'm going to eat bacon, turkey bacon, or would you say, "Mm, I don't know, or no, try the, the tofu bacon. I mean, what would you say? Well, I kind of look at it real holistically. You know, it's going to depend on your frequency of consumption. So I had some delicious bacon this weekend. You know, with my my wife and I were out for a weekend. Uh, You know, it was high-quality bacon. I ate it. Do I feel terrible about it? Well, no, but I probably wouldn't eat it every day either. If, If one way that people are able to affect their consumption is by substituting turkey bacon, you know, a non-red meat for a red meat, but it's still processed. That's one step. You know, of course, the other thing is just to avoid bacon or, or at least reduce bacon consumption. And then there's a third thing that you alluded to earlier, but I think is super important, and that is that the mechanism by which these things cause cancer is often the stress that it puts on the cells, which is called oxidative stress. And the way the body guards against that is through antioxidants. So one way to think about that is not only reduce the thing that leads to the oxidation, the oxidative stress, but also increase your antioxidants. And we, most of us know how to do that. It's uh, fruits and vegetables, particularly ones that have some color, you know. So if you're going to have bacon, maybe you want to have your kale smoothie, too, to try to offset some of those risks. And I think that's a really good way to think about it because it's not, you know, then it's not necessarily about eliminating. It's just about reducing portions and then filling up more on high-fiber diets and things that are high in antioxidants and other healthful uh, compounds like those. I think that was a good answer, but I want to get William back on. William, uh, sorry to interrupt you there. Go ahead. No, no, sir. It was illuminating, but uh, I will have to say this: that that those ham products, it, there's organic ham out there, and uh, and people are are dying. Uh, it was god dang uh, turkey and ham. I mean, that, that's what my grandpa grew, and uh, and now there is a market. Uh, out there, uh, the Whole Foods carries organic ham. Uh, they used to carry organic bacon, but I don't know uh, why they quit carrying. They quit carrying both of them. Well, is one and, way to deal with that uh, uh, us as the customer? Uh, you know, both you guys demanding. You know, go to your supermarket manager and ask them to carry more of these products because I think this report is going to be 
you know, if, if anybody is a smart business person, they're going to start carrying more of these products because they know the public's going to be more aware of it, and they're going to attract more of these customers. I mean, let, I'll let Dr. Willinga go first, and then, William, feel free to reply. Uh, I will certainly do that. No. And I turned, go I ahead, William. Turned, we'll have Dr. Uh, go after. I, I, uh, well, it started out as I was working at Wild Oats and Whole Foods bought us. And uh, I had contributed greatly to the change of what the, what they uh, both uh, were presenting because I knew that this stuff was out there and just through the TomTom Telegraph. And uh, so it... Uh, it, it, I knew it was out there, and we went, uh, you know, in that direction with uh, Wild Oats. Whole Foods bought us, and I had to educate them all over again. And uh, and so, uh, you know, I, I got them on the good path there. Of course, they couldn't raise the prices fast enough because it was selling. It would, we would sell out. Well, I think those are really good points, William, and I want to thank you for calling. Um, Dr. Walenga, you know, as far as that goes, I think the thing you brought up that's key is if the cost becomes prohibitive because, hey, like we just alluded to on the good end of it, on being a business, the bad end of it is some, you know, producers may raise the price with more of a demand being there. So I think you had alluded to, well, if you're only eating it, you know, maybe once a week or twice a week or, or whatever, however you want to reduce it, you can buy these other products instead, you know, more fruits and vegetables. And I think your your point about all or nothing is huge. I mean, I can I can only really speak from my own personal, uh, you know, perspective, but I know I'm, I'm not someone who would be able to go all or nothing. You know, I, I grew up with, you know, like a lot of people probably where my dinner was, you know, the meat was probably two thirds of it and the other third was you know, not all the time, I shouldn't say, but a lot of the time. And the other third of it was, you know, a vegetable and a starch. And, you know, once I met my wife, she ate better, cooked better, and, you know, kind of taught me how to do these things. And as now I have a young daughter who's only 13 months old, I think about what I'm feeding her, and it makes me think about more of what I'm eating. And I'm able to do it if I think you people have to realize they don't do all or nothing. And the other thing I think that's going to be big in this battle is – you know, you're seeing companies, the two two last points I want to get to in our limited time are two points you brought up in your article is one, uh, the point about companies like Panera and Chipotle showing how this approach to buying good meat can really be good for business and health. And then I want you to finish with how big meat and their lobby comes into all this. Yeah, I think, I think you made a lot of good points, Mark. I mean, I think that um, many of these uh, other uh, strategies that we've been talking about hinge on the availability of products that have been considered niche products, but obviously as companies like Chipotle or Panera or now Subway and McDonald's start increasing their purchasing, they're going to become less niche over time, and so the price will come down. I think it's also worth, like most of the meat my family eats has come directly from farmers where we buy a quarter hog or a, a quarter cow. And the per pound cost is much, much less. So I, I doubt I have paid much more than three bucks a pound, even for super high quality uh, pork and, and beef products. Um, so both of those are good points. The, the you know, it's re really important to recognize that um, the whole, the meat industry is not one industry. There's the largest big meat, is what I call them in the blog, um, and they're 
the ones that are really um, going to be under the gun to change some of their practices and may react the most strongly to the WHO announcement. Um, but then there's the smaller producers who are doing things a little differently, uh, typically without the kind of routine antibiotics, often with um, more attention to stewardship of the soil and the water supplies in the farm. And, and so I think part of the learning process of the consumer is to not only eat less meat, but eat meat from those producers more. So it's better not only for your, your own health, but for the health of the environment, the planet around you as well. I, this might seem like a dumb question, but how do you how did you go about the first point you you brought up is you know buying your meat from a farm? I mean, I I live in an area where I, I know there's a lot of farms around, but do you just ask other people you know? Do you look online? Do you, did you just go to the farm and ask someone? I mean, and then how do you do you butcher your own meat? I mean, this I, I think this is something that's very interesting. Yeah, no, good question. Um, all, all of the above is how you find these people. Most, you know, there's been over the last 15 years just an explosion in farmers markets. A lot of these uh, meat, dairy, cheese producers um, are getting a lot of their revenue from farmers markets. And you don't have to go to the market to buy their product, though. You can just ask them while you're there and say, hey, I want to split a hog with my family members. How do we do that? And you get a price break from what you'd pay even at the farmer's market. They typically tack on a processing fee, so they take care of the butchering. Uh, you do, though, then have more flexibility to say, hey, I want, uh, you know, I want um, less thick pork chops. Instead of an inch thick or an inch and a half thick, I want you know, something narrower, and then they'll kind of custom butcher it for you that way. So is that not processed? Is that processed still or not processed because you're buying it directly from the source? It's not processed, right? Uh, no, it's raw meat, and then they butcher it. So they, they do processing in terms of butchering. It's not the same kind of processing that WHO talked about in terms of curing. That's what I mean. So smoking. it's so you could still technically be eating, I mean, you don't want to eat a boatload of bacon, but the bacon that you'd be eating would be not as dangerous as the one in this report. Is that right? Typically, they wouldn't be, you know, the conventional smoked process and bacon products pro- products in the supermarket are can have ni- uh, nitrates or other kind of chemicals added. It varies by product, but that's definitely part of the risk. Um, so you have a little more control uh, over what kind of bacon, for example, you're getting directly from the farmer. Um, of course, if you if you just are deciding you don't want to eat as much bacon, I'm sure you can trade it with a neighbor or a family member and say, hey, you know, I'd like a little more pork roast from you. You can take my bacon. (laughs) And you'd probably make friends uh, by doing that. No, I think it's a great idea, and it opens up, you know, using local businesses too, which is also great for the environment. Um, Dr. Wolinga, I really want to thank you. This has been an excellent interview. We'd love to have you back again in the future. And uh, people can find more of your work at nrdc.org. And you can follow Dr. Wolinga on Twitter. It's at food underscore DR. That's at food underscore DR. We'll be right back with Talk Radio News Service. This is Mark Grimaldi in for Leslie Marshall.